0: This is like, And you are listening, listening to Will Write for Wine. Welcome to Will Ride for Wine, a podcast about wine, writing, and song, but mostly wine and writing. With your hosts Samantha Graves and Lonnie Diane Rich. Take it away, girls. Thank,
1: Thank you, you, Wanda. Wanda. Welcome to We'll Write for Wine. This is Lottie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. We're here to talk to you about wine and writing. And today's episode is on writing. Why, oh why, do we do it? (laughs) Seriously, I ask myself
2: that every day.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> and we talk about it a lot, the masochism that is writing. So it mm-hmm. makes sense to kind of tackle it head on, really kind of get into it, and talk about it. <laughs> right, right.
2: <laughs> and we'll get to that later on in the program. But first, we have wine. So,
1: Lonnie, what are you drinking tonight? Well, you know, in October, I did all box wines, right? hmm And so for November, I did all recommended wines. And mm-hmm. then I ran out of those. <laughs> so <laughs> even though tonight is still technically November... <laughs> I thought I would start another theme month. Ah. Cheap wine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, folks. Every single bottle of wine I'm drinking this month will be under $8. Oh, my God. This is only partially because I'm broke. Mostly it's because I'm cheap. (laughs)
2: Except for next week because I'm bringing
1: the wine. <laughs> oh right, next week because we're gonna be oh we're gonna be at my house next week. Both of us in the same yeah. place doing it. together. So you're gonna bring the wine next week. Oh, but if you split it between the two of us, will my portion of it be less than eight dollars? No, then we have to have two bottles. Oh. <laughs> We'll figure it out anyway. <laughs> so my first cheap wine is a 2006 Concha y Toro Explorador Cabernet Sauvignon from Chile. Wow, that's I a mouthful. I love Chilean wine. Mm. I swear I have yet to have a Chilean wine that I have not enjoyed. Um, it costs $6.99. Wow. <laughs> it just makes me giddy <laughs> inside. And it has 13.5% alcohol. Ah. Um, The wine notes from Mm thewinebuyer.com Plum and cherry notes with a touch of vanilla On the palate, the wine is concentrated and soft With rich flavors of cherry and toasty oak Mm. And I have to say, it's fairly accurate Awesome. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have come up with all those flavors because I don't have a palette <laughs> worth anything. But, you know, they're from, now that they brought it up, I'm like, yeah, you're right. There is cherry in there. I um, so, I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of reds typically. Um, I tend to be really, really picky with my reds. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this one because the flavors aren't too sharp. You know, mm. like that Cabernet. Some Cabs you get, and right. they're just so sharp, you know. Um, and the sweet dry balance is just right, and it goes fabulously with chocolate. Ooh. <laughs> can't even tell you if you're having chocolate chip cookies or brownies or just chocolate straight free basing chocolate whatever <laughs> whatever it all goes good with this wine so i'm giving it 4.5 glasses awesome that's mm. awesome i'm gonna have to try that it's really yummy and it. it's so Sounds freaking good. cheap yeah
2: i know <laughs> Okay, so my wine. Since Lonnie started the whole wine theme thing,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, I went to the wine store and picked out bottles of wine based on just the names and the labels. Ooh. Okay. Now, see, usually I look at the scores, you know, whatever scores they've got, and I talk right. to the to the guy that works there, whatever. And I, you know, <laughs> I, I just work. always
1: pick it by. So this is
2: something new for me. So as an experiment to see if there really is any difference between wines that I consciously choose or just grab for some other reason. Right. Kind Mm -hmm. of like when you play the football pool at work and you pick out the teams with the cutest guys. Is there another way to pick the teams?
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Did I miss something?
2: So tonight my tight pants wine (laughs) (laughs) Tight pants wine! I love it. It's a 2004 6th Sense Syrah mm-hmm. from Michael David Vineyards in California. Mm-hmm. Now I picked it up because it had this really cool spooky kind of label. It's like black and red. It's like a two-piece label. It's really really cool. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately I didn't read the the back of it. You know I just picked it up. I All picked right. it <laughs> up. I put it in the cart and then I read this really bizarre poem that they have uh-huh. on the back that is like seriously creepy. It's like being about being buried in in a bottle of wine like 6 feet under it's just really and bizarre you didn't
1: you didn't notice the creepy poem in the store <laughs> i didn't I <laughs> wow you like, really didn't research i anything. didn't i just
2: you I just went whipped it, it off I'm the like, thing and yeah. took it <laughs> <laughs> that and i was in a hurry so I... <laughs> anyway the wine notes are mm-hmm. awaken your sixth sense to the shadowy concoction of spine tingling intensity mm. smoke flavors of white pepper Cigar box cedar and toasty mesquite meld easily with spicy plum and rich gooseberry. Oh, oh dear. That doesn't sound good. It's a very confused... (laughs) Why you got the white, white pepper, pepper and pepper the cedar and cigar box?
1: Not just any cedar, but the yeah. cedar out of your grandfather's old cigar yeah, Exactly, box. and
2: toasty mesquite too. Um, hmm. You know, it, it was fourteen dollars a bottle, mm-hmm. which is a little—you know, it's getting up there—and yeah. fifteen percent alcohol, dude. Which means <laughs> I'm going to be in serious <laughs> trouble. So you're carrying like the whole second half of the show, just so you know. Oh, God, help us all. <laughs> Oh and nice. But I must say, for the first time, I can honestly say that the wine notes match the wine. Interesting. I can taste the smoke and the cedar and the mesquite. How oh, interesting. Yeah. Now, if I liked all of those things, <laughs> I probably would like the wine more. <laughs> <laughs> However, I do appreciate their accuracy. Uh-huh. So I'm going to give it four glasses. You give it, I mean, it's it, not horrible. But you don't but like it's the a, wine. It's okay. You know what? For what it is, it is what it is. You know it what I mean? It is what it is.
1: It's creepy buried alive people
2: wine. <laughs> I read you the poem earlier. It was creepy. <laughs> it is. But I and mean, I keep like, looking at it okay. and I refuse to like turn it around because it's creeping me out. The label. Okay, so, so here's
1: the first time I've ever had to talk you down from <laughs> a rating.
2: But, <laughs> but it's okay, not a
1: bad wine. You don't wine, like the wine. But it's not a you bad You don't like wine. the flavors. It's got it's a creepy okay. poem on it. <laughs> about people being buried alive <laughs> in a wine bottle. Which, by the way... If you're in the wine bottle and still alive, think you've got bigger problems. (laughs) Just saying. But, uh, okay. Uh, But it's a uh, good
2: wine. See, the thing is, it's a good wine. It really is a solid wine. But you don't like it. Well, I do like it. I think I just have to kind of get used to it. That first taste was like, whoa. Whoa. You know, I I mean, it smelled Mm -hmm. like smoke. It really did. (laughs) Tasted like smoke. (laughs) And, um... (laughs) But oh, I'm getting man. used to it, but I okay. can appreciate it. It's a really good wine. You can appreciate
1: that it's a good quality
2: wine. Yes. Okay. All, yes. Right. So. All right. I won't, I won't get So I may not, yet. you know, so I don't want to discourage people from trying it. I think it's, yeah, I think it's definitely worth trying, so. All
1: right. Well, now that okay. we know what we're drinking this week, I guess it's time for shout outs, shout offs and announcements. <laughs> <laughs> and this week, I've got a big shout off Uh-oh. to my garage door. Oh. <laughs> Right before Christmas, when little girls need presents, the torsion springs decide to pop. So now I can't get the door up without finding $300 in the couch cushions somewhere. Ironically, I'll be getting a check, of course, next month. Yeah. So it couldn't wait four weeks from now when oh, I had the money to deal no. with it. No, no, no. Now the torsion in spring. So I can't open the door because if I do, I mean, we can kind of like physically wedge it open if we try mm-hmm. really hard, but then it's likely to come back down on us Kill and somebody. decapitate yeah. somebody. So we mm-hmm. can't do that. I can't leave the house because <laughs> my car is inside the garage. Oh, no. So I have to wait until Fish comes home from work and do it when he's home or whatever.
2: <laughs> oh, and, it's, and not to mention it's winter. And it's winter you know
1: yeah. it's just like couldn't uh-huh. possibly be better timing so you know the garage uh-huh. door which has had these same torsion springs for eight years mm-hmm. decides that now is the time yep <laughs> so Jeez. i'm a little angry with the stupid garage doors yeah <laughs> and that's it big okay. shout out yeah houses can
2: totally kick your butt so they do yeah <laughs> so my shout-out is to all our whiffers on the forums who Yay! participated in Nano. Yay! Yay! You guys and gals made us so incredibly proud. Mm-hmm. We have a special shout-out to the winners so far, because mm-hmm. there may be more. Right, there's Melis- still time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Melissa, Wayne, Karen, Katherine Wade, uh, Stephanie, Kay, and Lonnie. Yay! So congratulations! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and if you won, there's snazzy one of a snazzy one-of-a-kind. I whiffed it. Nano 2007 <laughs> icon. <laughs> whiffed
1: it! I whiffed you know, it that just, I love that It just sounds <laughs> There's something about that That sounds a little bit off You know mm-hmm. I whiffed well, it You know And I was going to do it For the winners But then I'm thinking You know Maybe I should do it For everybody I mean everybody,
2: everybody Was a winner it. Everybody, yeah, who, every, everybody whiffed it Every whiffer it, so. Who participated and, yes. in
1: Nano You whiffed it
2: Yes you did <laughs>
1: You know, it's just That's the little for things that make yeah. me so happy. <laughs> I know. If you're easily amused, you're usually amused. <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes our A block. We'll be back in a minute.
0: <laughs> At Will Write for Wine, we take our civic responsibility very seriously. We don't want anyone getting into any trouble just because we made drinking wine look cool. So we'd like to make the following statements. We are cool. We just happen to be drinking wine. I'll being cool it's not the wine that's cool it's us and you of course because you listen to us and you're obviously in the top one percent of cool so you should be happy about that and that's it that covers it but the public service announcement is scheduled for a full minute so underage people get a pepsi no soup for you And if you're planning on driving tonight, put the glass down. Not worth it. Also, never pluck your eyebrows when you've been drinking. That's a handy piece of advice. Oh, and if you put a bottle of Chardonnay in the freezer to chill it, quickly set a timer. A loud timer. Trust us, the last thing you want is a bottle of Chardonnay exploding all over your veggies. And if you're over the age of 35, no drinking games. You're going to have to trust us on that one. Okay? That's it. Time's up. Just remember, it's not the wine that's cool. It's you.
1: Welcome back. This is Lonnie Diane Rich, and this is Samantha
2: Graves, and this is We'll Write for Why. Yay! After a two-week hiatus, after a two-week hiatus, we I are know. back. <laughs> I missed it. I, I was know. like I last was Friday night. A... I'm like, what do I do?
1: I well, you know what's funny is you were out of town, but I was mm-hmm. here, and I was all like ready, and like, wait a minute. It was like <laughs> the middle of the day on Friday. I was like, oh no, she's oh, gone. No. <laughs> I I'm not going to be doing it this week. That's no fun. <laughs> nothing to look forward to today i know i have no reason to live (laughs) but i got through it now here we are all right it's time for this week's listener question which comes Mm -hmm. from jen okay and here's a little thing i know we got a lot of jens listening (laughs) and two of them with only one n yeah (laughs) which is really unusual yeah right i know So when you send us your questions, go ahead and give us where you're from. Even just the state will do. Mm -hmm. I don't care. We don't need last names or anything that's identifiable. But Jen from Texas just sounds better than just Jen. (laughs) I feel like I'm not being specific (laughs) enough. So go ahead and throw us a bone. Just give us a general, you know, Jen from the Northern Hemisphere. That's fine, too. You know, whatever. If you don't want to be too specific. (laughs) we got a stalker out there or something. Or
2: pimp your mixer Pam or something like that. Pimp your mixer Pam. Right. Exactly. You know, give yourself a really cool, like, An identity, identity. Yeah, kind of, a, whiffer yeah, a whiffer name. Some kind of, yeah, whiffer
1: name. We should a whiffer have a whiffer name. Oh, names. man. Oh, gosh. It's a whole other thing. The right. forums anyway. are already exploding with all I'm, kinds of no. stuff. So. All we need is people giving themselves whiffer nicknames. <laughs> all right. Anyway, the question is. Do you start with page one and write straight through until you reach the end, or do you write the scenes the girls in the basement demand at the moment and then put everything in order afterwards? What are the advantages and disadvantages to each method? Uh, okay,
2: I, star- I go start to finish. Uh, Mm -hmm. I need order, I need flow, I need a foundation for my characters to grow on. Mm -hmm. Now, that said, I will occasionally skip a scene and just write a short description of what that scene's supposed to be about. And then Mm -hmm. move to the next one. Usually I do this for the villains because a lot of times they are the last character that I actually figure out.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: Plus, I like to scatter their scenes around and I don't always know exactly where they're going to end up. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, However, if the girls in the basement do throw me a bone... Mm-hmm. I might see a scene or hear a bit of dialogue um, for something that's further down the road. So I always mm-hmm. write those up in a file somewhere and use them when the scene finally gets there. Um, as far as advantages and disadvantages, I think mm-hmm. the advantages are that you do get that nice flow and that your characters do develop, mm-hmm. and you can actually work upon each little development because mm-hmm. it's a small, you know, it's the growth doesn't happen like overnight. It's, you know, right. it has mm-hmm. to build upon things. Um the disadvantages of writing out of order i i don't know i guess it just depends on the writer i think some writers can do it Mm -hmm. um i can't yeah so Mm -hmm. um my advice would be
1: try both ways and find out which way works for you yes i think that's good advice (laughs) (laughs) i myself i write linearly 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 that's what that word (laughs) look it up give it (laughs) for me i have to get the inauguratory anyway okay i have to get the feel for those of you who listen to the first episode you'll get that joke it's that's called right. an in joke it's a callback mm-hmm. okay there we go um i have to get the feel of the scene before um to, to work in the kind of the flow of t- of the next part <laughs> that's right completely doesn't make any sense anyway <laughs> I'm not being very articulate. You've no idea how much I've written in the past couple of weeks. I know. We'll get to that like brain later. dead. Yeah, I am completely brain dead. Anyway, I think it comes from all those years of, of video editing. I used to work in uh, TV. I did a lot of video editing, and you know, you would fit this, everything together, the sequence together, bit by bit. You know, I'd put a, I'd put one shot in, and then I'd watch it, and then I'd know. You know, you just kind of feel the rhythm of it. You just know when that shot needs to end, and the next shot needs to come in. And that was how I would edit. And so I kind of have have written the same way. And that you know I. Would would write a scene I would just instinctively know when it's supposed to end and then I would instinctively feel what was coming next but I had to have the basic scene ahead of it you know mm-hmm. in order to be able to figure that out it's kind of the way that I've always worked so I always had to write kind of in that linear fashion. Um, I think when you know your structure really, really well, um, if you're a staunch plotter and you're good with structure, you're going to know what scenes you need. And you can write them in any order that you want, really. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I will say that I have written turning point scenes. Well, not written so much as sketched. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, more, more than anything else I've ever done, like I've actually written kind of the scene ahead of time. Um, and, and that has worked for me because that I know that that's what I'm writing too. You know, Um, so the advantage um, to that is that you can write what you're excited about at that moment, what the girls are throwing at you at the moment. And and then you can just fit it in later because since you know your structure, you know you'll have a place for it later. Um, So basically, I don't know, the advantages and disadvantages really come down to how it works for you as a writer. I'm not sure that one is better than the other. I think that one will fit you better than the other. And until you've kissed all your frogs, you don't know. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, basically, my advice is the same as hers. I could have just shut up and let it move on, but I didn't. I wasted all your time just to say, try it. See, it works for you. (laughs) Anyway, that's an awesome question. So, thank you, Jen, from Mm -hmm. somewhere, from the Northern Mm -hmm. Hemisphere. Uh, To get your question answered on the show, email us at feedback at com. And now, for this week's We Recommend segment. Right. This is where we
2: recommend our favorite things, TV shows, movies, websites, whatever, and share them with you. Mm -hmm.
1: So what do you have this week, Lonnie? Well, I am recommending Charmed. (laughs) For those of you not late to the Charmed bus like me. <laughs> it's probably most of you are like, I've already watched it. I love it. I have the disc set at home. Um, it was a show on the WB and then later the CW up until its final season, which was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried a couple of times to get into it, but I could never quite make the jump. Um, then I started Netflixing the DVDs a few weeks ago, and I am totally hooked. <laughs> I have to say, the first season and the first half of season two mm. are kind of kind of bad, <laughs> don't you think? I mean, they're really, really bad. Like, I, <laughs> okay. I watched it, and I, I liked some of it, and, you know, and, and the guys were cute, and, and you know, the girls, all mm-hmm. the sister power going on, and, you know, I'm doing a, a power of three kind of story right now, so I got sort of interested in that whole dynamic, and, um, you know, but I, I watched it, and I was just like, oh, dude, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden, I, and it was almost, like, exactly at the midpoint <laughs> It was like, you know, episode 11 of season two, all of a sudden it took this sharp left turn and the writing just suddenly got good. I mean, it got yeah. funny. Yeah. The jokes were funny. The writing was good. I mean, it was still crazy and cheesy. I mean, it's cheesy as hell, you know. Yeah. I love it. And that's, and that's not a bad thing. I love mm-hmm. cheesy, campy stuff. Go ahead, pile it on. I love it, you know. But, um, but I mean, it's just all, I've never seen a show at that point. Like well, it's you know, with the first couple of episodes, it takes a while to kind of find its footing, you know, that kind of thing, two or three right. episodes, you know. But I mean, I've never given a show a season and a half mm. <laughs> to get good, but this was worth it. It all yeah. of a sudden turn around. I'm in the middle of season three right now, and I've just had my first episode of Cole. You oh, know? The first like the first characters. Cole arc, the first mm-hmm. arc of, of um episodes with Cole. And, you know, I'm just totally digging it. I love this show. I will watch it. I'm going to watch it straight through (laughs) season eight. (laughs) And hopefully it (laughs) remains good. But I've really enjoyed it. So if you haven't gotten into Charmed yet, go ahead. Netflix it. It's really, really good.
2: Cool. And just for the record, I have watched Charmed. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. In fact, I wrote an essay for a Ben Bella anthology that was edited by the wonderful Jennifer Cruze.
1: Right. So uh, did you watch all the episodes then?
2: I probably watched about, no, I didn't watch all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I was catching them because the, the essay was due. (laughs) I was kind of catching them as I could. Oh, so uh I, I, I wrote recaps on like four episodes Uh uh and it was hysterical. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, It's really,
1: really fun. I'm enjoying Mm -hmm. it a
2: lot. Yeah. Good. Mm -hmm. Um, my recommendation is, uh, (laughs) crockpots, not crackpots, crockpots, (laughs) Crockpots.
1: (laughs) that'd be us. (laughs) Yeah. Crockpots, totally different thing. <laughs> there
2: is nothing better than walking into your house at the end of a hellish day at work, <sighs> to the smell of dinner all ready and waiting. <laughs> I swear it's better than sex. <laughs> <laughs> this morning, I browned a big piece of chuck steak, chuck roast, mm-hmm. tossed it in in the crock pot with some red tomato or uh, potatoes, mm-hmm. some onions, carrots, and voila! Pot roast for dinner. Ooh. Mm -hmm. it's so easy Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of good uh pot roast recipes out there on the net Mm -hmm. um and i usually i usually make just a few specialties for my family Mm -hmm. plus there's only a small risk of it exploding and burning my house down while i'm at work (laughs) so so there you go all
1: right well i guess we'll end the b block then on a note of uh, house house disasters and burning down (laughs) Crockpot. It probably won't burn down your it's house. Probably not. I'm probably just, not. you know,
2: gonna put a little disclaimer on that. Right.
1: <laughs> Apologies to crockpot makers. We know they're really safe. We're just All joking. Right. All joking. right, that's yeah. enough for us. Don't go anywhere. We're gonna refill. We'll be right back.
0: <laughs> a sexy international art thief with a license to steal and a past she can't escape. An ex-cop with a murder to avenge and nothing left to lose. A calculating killer launches a deadly game. From the heat of Havana to the streets of New York City, the race for justice is on. Sight Unseen by Samantha Graves. Now available at a store near you.
1: Thanks for coming back with us. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich and I'm Samantha Graves. And this is Will Write for Wine. Yay. <laughs> Tonight's show is all about why. Why?
2: <laughs> oh, why do we do this to ourselves? And there's no one better to ask tonight than Lonnie <laughs> <laughs> right. since she just <laughs> kicked butt all month. <laughs> Wrote a book in a month. <laughs> ah! So we decided to do something along the lines of like a top 10 reasons why we write that type of thing. So, yeah, yeah. but
1: first I thought maybe we talk a bit about the reasons why it's so hard to write, right, you know, um, basically, it, it's just hard work. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it seems like it
2: should be easy, but trying to keep the conflict up while balancing the drama and the comedy and the dialogue and everything Mm -hmm. else. You know, there are military strikes that take less planning and coordination than your average romance (laughs) novel. (laughs) And I must say that romance novels really are are very difficult to write, more Mm -hmm. difficult than a straight genre because yeah, mm-hmm. you've got a mix you've got romance plus suspense or you've got romance plus comedy right. or you've got romance plus something else you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. so um or futuristic if you've got romance mm-hmm. and science fiction mm-hmm. so it's it really is a challenge um mm-hmm. and this is why it can take a year to write a book um, mm-hmm. if you're going to get all that stuff right you have to take the time to look at it from every conceivable angle Mm-hmm. and then you'll publish it and someone will still catch a plot hole <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. never fails don't you love those letters I like those. you know i noticed that if she's yeah. in the cabin uh-huh. at the same time these and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. well you know I'm what? Like, oh. i've been very very lucky i have not
2: ever received one of those notes of course i will now because i said that but <laughs> <laughs> you've never received a plot hole letter no Mm. Yeah, not somebody who's poked holes in your plot. No, I've received Actually, other kinds of letters. People saying that they were upset because I, my heroine, had the same name that they
1: did. Oh yeah, or like my <laughs> crazy quilt lady letter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find out more about that, go to Jenny Cruz's blog. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to bring it up here, no. it <laughs> but it was fun. I have podcast. been banned. I have been banned from using the word quilt in any book I ever <gasps> write ever again. <laughs> You should just sneak it in there just because. Just because It's so can. funny. I know. Well, I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, really. <laughs> Please no don't words. ever use the word quilt on any of your books ever again. <laughs> I'm like, do you <laughs> read that before you send it? <laughs> First Amendment, baby. Look it up. All right, anyway. <laughs> Another reason <laughs> why writing is so hard is that it's actually – physically exhausting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it should be. You're sitting at a computer, you're typing, right? Mm-hmm. How difficult yeah. is that? I mean, right. I'm not moving furniture, mm-hmm. you know, but yet it is. It's completely physically exhausting. There was a book out a while ago by Candice Pert called Molecules of Emotion. And um, basically, it was all about how emotions are essentially um, drugs that you make in your body, <laughs> <laughs> and it's really fascinating, though. The reason why drugs work on us the way they do is because we have receptors for them already in our brains. We, the drugs wouldn't have an effect if we didn't have the receptors in our brains. Candice Pert was actually the scientist who found the um, opiate receptor, mm. which explains all of this. Um, but uh, But anyway, this is the reason... The reason why we have the receptors is because of our emotions. So the drug like ecstasy makes you synthetically feel something your body was made to feel naturally, ecstasy. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, When you have too much of it, you get exhausted because your body was never meant to have that much. Mm. Okay. So now when you're talking about drugs and addiction, I mean, there's a whole world of complication beyond what I'm talking about. Um, You know, I mean, because there's so much else that comes in with how it gets in your body and the things that it that it has with it aside from what you know you receive what your receptors pick up on so i mean that's that's completely complicated i'm completely simplifying that mm-hmm. but Basically, what I'm saying is, as a writer, you feel everything your characters go through. You live through it emotionally. It's like it's actually happening to you. Right. So not only are you experiencing your own normal human emotions from your everyday life, which can be exhausting enough, but you're going through the incredibly intense emotions that all your characters are going through, which are heightened by all the drama and the conflict and everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I used to crash for two days after finishing a book, and I never really understood why until I read Molecules of Emotion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're feeling that way, I suggest you buy it and get it from the library. It just completely opened my eyes. And I could understand. I would never understand. I'm like, well, I'm sitting at a computer and I'm typing, you know, (laughs) why am I so wiped out? And the thing is that emotionally you go through, I mean, you know how it is. Like if you have a a really tough, stressful, really emotional couple of days Mm -hmm. that completely worn out, useless, you know, you can't function kind of state that you get in. Right. That's what happens to me after every book Mm -hmm. because I'm actually living through all that. And I used to think that something was wrong with me, Mm -hmm. you know, but now after doing these books, I'm beginning to understand why that happens. So that was really, interesting but it is I mean it is actually physically exhausting
2: yeah yeah Uh, another reason why writing is so hard is because it's so personal Mm -hmm. and although we say it's not personal it's Mm -hmm. still personal
1: it is (laughs) it is you can't take it personally but you can't not I mean it's 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 very hard to not take all of the the elements of this job I mean everything Mm -hmm. personally right right and you have
2: to toughen up in order to take all the hits that come mm-hmm. from critiques and reviewers and the crazy emails. Um, right. Yeah. Still, no matter how tough you are, there are some reviewers who um, will be really nasty on an already bad day. Mm-hmm. And that can be hard to hard to handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're always out there. You're always vulnerable to attacks from people mm-hmm. on Amazon or if you're unpublished from critiquers who... Who um, take their frustrations out on you and your book, or mm-hmm. if there's jealousy or whatever is, right. is in that mix. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically, you put your book out there, and and it comes with the territory, right? You mm-hmm. and you have to you have to be able to handle that, or you won't write again,
1: right? But part of you know, I mean, the thing is that when you're always um, you're always kind of putting up that barrier, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, honestly, really, in all honesty, I can tell you that the are the reviews that amuse me the most are the really, really nasty ones—the <laughs> ones where it's like you know, kind of negative, and they're like, "Well, she could have done this better," and they're right. Those mm. are the ones that bother me. Yeah. <laughs> but the really super nasty ones amuse the hell out of me, <laughs> and the really super nasty letters <laughs> amuse the hell out of me. I don't know why they do. The ones where they're right, where people aren't crazy, mm-hmm. and they're really right, and they say something that I know I could have done better—that's mm. what upsets me. You know, that's when I look at it and I'm like, oh gosh, you know, they're right. Um, So, I mean, stuff like that, it's, it's hard to steel yourself against Mm. those kinds of, and the thing is that in a regular job, I I worked in television, you know, I didn't have 40,000 people judging <laughs> how right. well I did my job. I had one, right. it was my boss, and mm-hmm. she really didn't care as long as everything got on TV in time, you know. Right. So, um, so, I mean, the thing is that, like, it's just, it's, it's very weird to be in a position where everybody, you know, anybody can come and read your work and mm-hmm. judge it right. and place judgment on it and share mm-hmm. that judgment with you. Yeah, or with the <laughs> my world. favorite. My favorite is the letters where they're like, "I've read all your books. I hated everything, but then I read this one, and it was actually good. Good for you." And they think they're being nice, you know. Like I love those people. It's my favorite. Usually your books suck, but this one was good. Yay! You know.
2: <laughs> and then um, there was the one I got from some lady who said, "I love your books. You have to write faster. I'm going to come to your house and tie you to a chair and make you write faster." Oh As, yes. At which point I I. Got a P.O. box. and I <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Do not come to my house. God, Thank you very much. Good God. Okay. You know,
1: but I mean, like, I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff to deal with. And I think mm-hmm. that the, you know, the bigger, when, when you become a bigger deal, you become more well-known. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you and I. You know we're pretty low down on the yeah. ladder. It's kind of yeah. nice. We're yeah. we're pretty Little lucky. Fish I mean, in a big pond. Yeah, there are people who have to deal with a lot more mm. visibility, and the more visible you are, I mean, the harder it is. You have to take hits all the time, right. and yes, you have to take them, and yes, you have to cowboy up and deal with it and not let it get to you. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, that takes energy sometimes. It does. I mean, you're, if you're well, having a bad day and somebody mm-hmm. says something nasty about you on the internet, that can be really hurtful. Well, you and know? the other
2: thing is, you have to turn around and keep writing. Right. With, mm-hmm. that, with right. that floating around in your head still.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's really hard to do. Yeah, so. it, okay. is. it is. And it takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, another big factor is that aside from a select upper tier, like the top 5% of mm. your most highly successful authors, it really doesn't pay much. I yeah. mean, hence my freaking out about my garage yeah. door. <laughs> I mean, hence the fact that most writers have regular day jobs. Right, exactly. Yeah. I know. I mean, hour for hour, most writers would make more money doing a minimum wage job mm-hmm. and that work doesn't wake you up in the middle of the night with an idea <laughs> or make you burn your dinner because your mind is off in that other world or you give know? you panic attacks because or your deadline you panic is coming up yeah. I know right. I mean like those jobs you go in you mm-hmm. do your eight hours of honest hard real work yep. <laughs> and you go home and they you pay know? you and they pay you and give... you
2: get benefits
1: right oh, oh yes you get benefits <laughs> which by the way you don't get writing no. So, I mean, you make less. You got no benefits. The mm. office is in your head. So you're in the office 24-7. All the time. I mean, that is, you know, I mean, that's that's tough to deal with. It is. So. It is.
2: Mm-hmm. Also, in writing, because it's so competitive, there's mm-hmm. a lot of professional jealousy, which yeah. is very mm-hmm. sad. And the more successful you get, the tighter your circle of trusted friends gets. And mm-hmm. that is difficult, too. Yes. Now, both Lonnie and I have been really lucky in this regard. But, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen it happen to a lot of people. And it can mm-hmm. be... Really heartbreaking to lose someone that you thought was a good friend, be just because something good happened to you. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Plus, um, you know, it, and for me, all my friends are writers. Right. And mm-hmm. I love the company of writers. You know, they mm-hmm. understand me. They drink, and they're smart mm-hmm. and funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so it's it's extra hard if something like that happens. And it, right, and if it, you lose a friend because of something I mean, like that, mm-hmm. and it, and it can actually be worse than that. I mean, I've mm-hmm. actually seen situations where where. It is like cutthroat.
1: Oh, I mean, I've, I've seen and heard of situations that yeah. are just like people say terrible things yeah. and can be yeah. vicious. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if you thought that the cheerleaders in high school were bad, I mean, there are some people who just will cut you just to see you bleed. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and I've seen it. I mean, again... I've seen it all secondhand. I've been right. unbelievably lucky in the friendships that I've had mm-hmm. in this business. And well, I'm incredibly and, grateful for that. But And
2: I think also, if you're a writer, you have to not compare yourself.
1: Oh, right. You just can't
2: do that. That's the kiss of
1: death. That's when it people is. start getting
2: that way. You, you know? know, the mm-hmm. only thing that you can compare yourself against is your last mm-hmm. book.
1: Right. Exactly. Do better than you did mm-hmm. in
2: your last book.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, and that's the best that you can do. Right. Right. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean that that whole thing is just it's so hard and it's one of those things where you know when I worked in TV there was no nobody was jealous of my job. That's nobody right. wanted my job. That's right. <laughs> I was in promotions. <laughs> I was the one who had to go out and hang out with the guy who was dressed up as the cell phone at the hockey game. I mean nobody oh, yeah. wanted my job. You know. <laughs> totally different thing here. So anyway, for all these reasons and more, writing Mm -hmm. is definitely not for the faint of heart. So after all the talking we do about how difficult, emotionally, financially draining, how downright exhausting writing is, Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys must be wondering, well, no, you guys are writers, so (laughs) probably not. But I mean, people would wonder, why do we even do it? So mm-hmm. now we're coming at you with our top ten reasons why we write. Yeah, and actually we
2: decided that coming off with five
1: reasons a piece, piece was just too much work. <laughs> too much
2: work after this month.
1: <laughs> I wrote two hundred pages.
2: <laughs> so we're gonna give you our our favorite five quotes each. Each of us are gonna give you uh-huh. five quotes, and then discuss why those particular quotes resonate with us. Right. mm Hmm. All right. So I'll go first. Mm -hmm. And the first one, uh, my first one is neither man nor God is going to tell me what to write. Uh James T. Farrell. Okay. So why'd you pick that one? Well, you know, I saw this and I, Mm -hmm. and I thought to myself, this is a big reason why I write. Uh There's a certain amount of freedom. Yeah. When you write. Mm Mm-hmm. You get this this amazing choice yes. of, of options, of ways to write, of things to write. It's all, I mean, it's so wide open.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
2: um, I mean, yes, you have a contract. You have all that. But in ultimately, you still choose the book that you're mm-hmm.
1: going to write. And, and you I can be excited about what you're yes, doing. Yes, yes. You know? And mm-hmm. it's
2: unique. And it's mm-hmm. just yours. And mm-hmm. it is your creation. And there is, there is something magical. Mm-hmm. And wonderful about that. Right. So mm-hmm.
1: that's why I chose oh, I like that, that one. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right. My first one is, uh, for your born writer, nothing is so healing as the realization that he has come upon the right word. Mm. Catherine Drinker Bowen. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I picked this is because of that that little moment. You know, mm. that moment you're writing and you've got the perfect way to describe the setting or you you know what I'm saying like when you yes. it, it's so much of writing is you know it in your head and it's trying to get the right words across so that you can express it to the reader right so the reader will get what you're talking about right and those those little moments it, it, it is it's just like this it's a little moment to know mm-hmm. that you you found the perfect word to describe what it is that you want you know, yeah. out of that, out of that moment in the book. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, but it's so, it's exhilarating. I mean, I just, it I, it, when I get it, and when it's uh, just as frustrating when I can't figure out the word, which is <laughs> happening to me a lot more lately. My brain is so <laughs> blitzed right now. And, you know, and I'll spend an entire day being like, what's the word? What's the word? But I mean, when you get that, just that perfect word, that perfect turn of phrase that completely mm. gets across exactly what it is that you want to get across. Um, yeah, I love that moment.
2: Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and I still remember complete sentences from each of my books that were like my
1: favorite. Yeah, that mm-hmm. I just wrote, and I said, that "That's is, it. That's it." You know, that'll know. get that gets it across. That yep. that works. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. yep.
2: It's like playing a whole round of golf and getting one good shot. Right, that one it good is. shot will keep you going for that's the rest your whole of the day. round. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <I know. laughs> All right, my second one is. For me, writing is exploration, and most of the time, I'm surprised where the journey takes me. Jack Dan, mm, and like you know, that. I'm all about. I love I the adventure.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I love, I love the journey. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times it's not the destination.
1: Mm-hmm. It's the yeah. adventure
2: of the journey. How are mm-hmm. you going to get there? What are you going to, you know, what's going to happen? Right, you know, along mm-hmm. the way, and mm-hmm. um, and every book I start makes me I, I taste that adventure right it is mm-hmm. like a little adventure for me oh, you know and cool. a lot of times i think that i that i <laughs> vicariously live through my characters <laughs> <laughs> oh we all do you know it's just the places where i uh-huh. take them you know and and uh, the adventures that they go through mm-hmm. um are things that i would um you know, I would I, that I, I secretly want to do or whatever, right. I know. So, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my next one is forget all the rules, forget about being published, write for yourself, and celebrate writing. Mm. Melinda Haynes. Mm hmm. And. What I love about this is that there's so much you have to think about as far as, you know, craft and improving, you know, your work and, and, you know, what you can do and getting your Mm -hmm. skills up and everything. And that's all great. There's a lot you have to think about as far as, you know, is this going to be marketable? Is my agent going to want to sell this? You know, but when you let that all go, and that was part of what happened to me this month, you know, Mm -hmm. writing the book so fast i mean 28 days that's just unbelievable and um and part of it was that every time i started to question things that had nothing to do with the story Mm -hmm. you know like the you know am i because in nano you're just supposed to write you're not supposed to worry about whether it's good or not right and every time i stopped hesitating Mm -hmm. because it wasn't good enough and i just said you know what this this sentence is going to suck (laughs) <laughs> this is not going to be worded well. I'll fix it later. <laughs> you know, but as soon as I did that, all the good stuff came out. And it's one of the lessons from NaNo that I learn every time I do NaNo. And then I forget it every time I'm done with NaNo. <laughs> and I, when I have the time, the, when I have the luxury of time to torture myself over every sentence, I will. And it will often stop me. Mm. but when I just decide okay I'm gonna let this sentence be bad I'm gonna mm-hmm. let it be bad and I'm not gonna worry about anything then all this really great stuff would just come right out it would just mm. break through and so for me I think that's something that I need to keep in mind because the only time I really will allow myself to do that is when I'm in nano mm. and I have to get the words down you know right, right. so
2: cool mm-hmm. all right uh, my next one is writing is the only thing that when I do it, I don't feel I should be doing something else. Oh, yeah. Gloria Steinem. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
2: I have spent my entire life looking for that one hobby mm-hmm. or that one thing that was going to c- so totally consume me that I didn't feel like I had to be doing something else at the same time. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: writing is the only thing as soon as Mm -hmm. I started writing I knew that was it you know and I didn't start writing until I was like oh god I was 37 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, when mm -hmm, I first mm -hmm. when I wrote my first novel Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: and and as soon as I started writing it I I knew Mm -hmm. that that was it
1: you Mm -hmm. know I had
2: tried everything quilting and cross-stitching and uh, cooking and gardening and uh, uh, decorating you name it I have tried every hobby there is cake decorating you know (laughs) All kinds of stuff. And mm-hmm. um but when I found writing, it totally consumed me. It does. And mm. that's what I needed. That Ugh. was I needed yeah. to find my one passion. Right. Mm-hmm. And writing is that one passion.
1: And it does. I mean, you know, you know, when you're in that zone when mm. just nothing else in the world exists but that story. You mm-hmm. don't even exist. It's just yeah. that world, just that story. Mm-hmm. Such an incredible thing. It's like it a, it's a natural high. It's yeah. very, very cool. Mm-hmm. All right, my next one is, we are a species that needs and wants to understand who we are. Sheep lice do not seem to share this longing, which is one reason why they write so little. <laughs> Anne Lamott. <laughs> I, I saw love this and I loved it. <laughs> but the thing is that storytelling mm-hmm. is now and has always been since the beginning of time um, about understanding who we are as mm-hmm. people you know, understanding what uh, what it is to, to be human and to be dealing with life and challenges and love and fear and, you know, all the things that we, that we deal with. That's why we turn to fiction because it, it is an extent just kind of talking about who, who we are and what we're about. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that sounds really, you know, I don't know, overly dramatic kind of, you know. But it's true. But it is, yeah. you know, it's 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 about so many more things other than just telling this story about these two people who fell in love. You're you're dealing with so many different issues of of what it is to be human. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, yeah. and I think that that's very very cool it's wonderful to be able Mm -hmm. to do that and it's exciting and it's interesting and fascinating and you know I mean mythology has been around for all these years it's not just stories you know it means something it's about something when it's done well when it's done right it's about something right you know it's not necessarily a legend but
2: it Mm -hmm. is it is a piece right. of, of us. It's mm-hmm. they're, they're the choices that we make and mm-hmm. the you know, the lives that we lead and, right. uh, and mm-hmm. all that. So. cool. My next one is uh, when in doubt have a man come through the door with a gun in his hand. <laughs> Raymond Chandler. <laughs> I love this because mm-hmm. the one thing that I love about writing, and you know, I've always said this: when things get boring, it's time for somebody to die. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> but the thing is, with 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 writing, is I can do that. Right. That's my mm-hmm. choice. You mm-hmm. know, I can make that happen. Mm-hmm. That moment in time, that twist of fate, that right. that turning point, mm-hmm. is all under my control, mm-hmm. and it's just such a neat thing to be able to build that world right Mm -hmm. you know it's Mm -hmm. just uh, it's I don't know I I always think of writing as being being a writer as a privilege
1: oh yeah Mm -hmm. you know I mean Mm -hmm. this is
2: an honor for me to do this I -hmm. I can't think of anything else that could happen to me that would make me so happy
1: right I know it is it's so cool and grateful Yes, despite mm-hmm. everything else. <laughs> despite everything else. All the things that we complain about and all the terrible stuff we talked about. That's why yeah. you're doing it. Right. Um, my next one is the only reason for being a professional writer is that you just can't help it. Leo yeah. Rostin. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is really essentially what a lot of it comes down to when I talk about why I do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Is because I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I wrote all my life. You know, I've Mm -hmm. always written. I've never not written. Um, I've only just started doing it, you know, professionally and seriously in the last, you know, four or five years. But um, but it's just something I've been drawn to since I was a kid and Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it anyway. It's just there's no way I'm not going to do it. So I figure I might as well pursue it 100 percent. And then if I fail. If I end up, you know, being one of those people that just never makes it, <laughs> never does well, um, you know, I'll know that I that I did it, that I went yes. out there. If I'm gonna fail, I'm gonna fail spectacularly, man. I'm Absolutely. gonna fail with a hundred percent of everything I have, and um, and I have no regrets about that. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's, if that's how it ends up being for me, then I don't care because I had a right. hell of a ride. It was, it, and, and I really can't say, even if I stop right now, even if everything stops right now, I don't think I would consider it a failure just because I was never a bestseller or I was never, mm-hmm. you know, it has been such a fabulous, fabulous ride. And I'm going to write anyway, because I can't not write. You know, you I know, can't. As, yeah. and,
2: and as many times as I've said, I'm I'm going to quit. I'm not uh-huh. going to do it. I'm not going to do it. You know, l- it lasts like a couple of hours, and then all right. of a sudden I'll get this
1: idea, and I'm like, oh, you know, that would make such a great proposal. I know. <laughs> I know. It just, it never ends. Once you're on it, it you're on it. You no, know, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it will never end. You're doomed. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> My last one is mm-hmm. from Winston Churchill. Mm hmm. And he said, writing a book is an adventure. To begin with, it is a toy and amusement. Then it becomes a mistress. Then it becomes a master. Then it becomes a tyrant. (laughs) The last phase is that just as you're about to be reconciled to your servitude, you kill the monster and fling him out to the public. (laughs) I don't even really know where to begin with this one because I just loved the whole thing. It is great. Mm-hmm. I loved it because when you do start out it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. And then it gets to be a little needy. Right. <laughs> right. And then it becomes harder mm-hmm. and harder. And then you have to finish it. And it's not because you want to. It's because the book has to be finished. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. It has its mm-hmm. own life. It has mm-hmm. its own you know... Uh, it's, it's alive, basically, mm-hmm. at that point. You have to finish it. Mm-hmm. And then the last, <laughs> I love the last one, you kill
1: the monster and fling him out to the public. Bu- right. <laughs> <laughs> fling him it's out just... to the public, like, here, you deal with it now. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, yep.
2: I've slayed, I've slayed the monster. And All sometimes right. a book will feel like a monster. Mm-hmm. It depends on the book. Some books, yeah. uh, some books flow and they're mm-hmm. easy and they're mm-hmm. gift books or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them. And then some books are going to push you right. to the limit, mm-hmm. and they will make you a better writer, and they will make you a better person, mm-hmm. and they will make you
1: stronger. Yes, but those books mm-hmm. are hell when you're writing. Them. <laughs> oh man. No kidding. Oh, my God. You know,
2: I mean, it's nice. The Gimme books are really nice. They're Mm -hmm. nice to get once in a while. They get a little break. They are. Mm -hmm. But those aren't the books that you grow with. Yes.
1: I know. I know. know. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's nice to get one on occasion. It is. Uh, Okay. My last one is, I learned that you should feel when writing, not like Lord Byron on a mountaintop, but like a child stringing beads in kindergarten happy, absorbed, and quietly putting one bead on after another. Brenda mm. Uland. I love it. I love that because it is it is so much like that. You're mm-hmm. so happy, you're so absorbed, you're in this world, you're in the moment, you're you're living through. I mean, it's just It is so phenomenally cool. And I mean, that's the thing. I think that, you know, for all the reasons that we went through, why it's difficult and it's hard and it's challenging, and you could make more money doing almost anything Anything else, else. hour (laughs) for hour, you could make more doing almost anything else. Um, It is this magical, it's it's magic. It's magic and you get to visit it. Every mm-hmm. day, and every it's day. it's just amazing, and I think that that makes it worth it, mm-hmm. you know, for the people who are really supposed to be doing it. Right, it'll be worth it. Yes, you know. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Alrighty then, hey. that wraps wraps up another C block that's mm-hmm. sure to become a p- classic. <laughs> 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 Must have more wine. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back.
0: <laughs> Flynn Daly needs a drink. Under pressure from her father, she's agreed to move out of her South Boston neighborhood and run the inn left to her by her dead aunt. The problem? It's in the middle of upstate New York, where there's nature and bugs and no public transportation. A cute bartender keeps giving her attitude, and she's getting visits from her Aunt Esther, even though she's dead. Jake Tucker needs a break. He's sure that Esther Goodhouse was murdered, but he can't find any proof. If cozying up to Esther's niece gets him the information he needs, so be it. But once he gets close to Flynn, he decides that some investigations are more fun with a partner. Crazy in Love by Lonnie Diane Rich. In stores now.
2: Coming back, I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Write for Wine. Yay! (laughs) Want to win some great prizes? Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Of course you do. (laughs) Head on down to willwriteforwine.com and give us some feedback. We're looking for questions, wine suggestions,
1: or just general commentary on the show. Right each month, all eligible entries will go into a wine bucket. At the end of the month, we'll pull a name out of the bucket to win a fabulous prize. I still get a kick every time you say eligible I <laughs> do eligible. but I'm good
2: bucket. though Yeah, you are. didn't screw it up did I screw it up no not at all it's perfect okay. but I just kind of hold my breath a little <laughs> <Eligible> <laughs> when we get to bucket
1: when we get to bucket <laughs> <laughs> every time I kind of gear up for that sentence i was like oh, I'm going to screw it up <laughs>
2: Or November. I told you you're going to have to carry me most of the time. (laughs) Or November. We're giving away our first official Will Wright for Wine holiday survival kit with everything you need to survive this holiday season.
1: Yes. And All we're you like have... ready to break into it now. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. I love that holiday kit. I want that. All you have to do to enter is send us email at feedback at com or comment on the website or participate in the forums. Right. Mm-hmm. We will announce the November
2: winner at our first December show, which is next week. So send right. in uh, your comments and suggestions
1: now. Right. Get those emails in because mm-hmm. that is a very, very cool little uh, basket thing. Yep. And I've been
2: <laughs> sitting with it here with that chocolate in there oh, for man. like a month.
1: Yeah. And it's you're, still there. You're a better woman than me. <laughs> I would have already nipped in there and been like, I'll buy him another bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So up next we have the weekly weigh-in. <laughs> so Lonnie, how'd you do this week? Oh my... <laughs>
0: God,
1: do you even want to talk about it? <laughs> I don't know if I can. I think I'm going to need some therapy before I can really talk about this. I don't even know how much I wrote this. The past, okay, first of all, the past two weeks. Yeah, because we had last week off. Mm-hmm. So it's the past two weeks. I I finished "Wish You Were Here." You know, for mm-hmm. Nano. So it was fifty thousand words and beyond in twenty eight oh, oh, days. I mean, yeah. it was, I wrote like seventy thousand words in twenty eight mm-hmm. days. It was insane. Yeah, and I cannot believe I did it. Plus, Jenny and Christy and I got our proposal out for Dogs and Goddesses, which Yay. was days and days of just constant writing and re- so I would do like three thousand words. I wish you were here in the morning. You know, get up mm-hmm. at like four o'clock in the morning and do that, and then I would spend the whole day until like seven, eight, nine o'clock at night working on Dogs and Goddesses. Oh so my God. between the writing and the rewriting and everything, I would say I probably wrote about 200 pages of material in the past two weeks. Oh, my God. You know, I'm shocked to say that overall, I'm pretty happy with the shape mm-hmm. of the material. That could be because I'm just so exhausted that I can't <laughs> tell how bad it is.
2: No, Wish You Were Here is wonderful.
1: It's really (laughs) good. I read it. It's great. I'm trusting your word because I'm just like, whatever. I'm just trying to get it done. You know, I mean, the thing is, though, that I spent so much time thinking about it. And I Mm -hmm. knew exactly what I wanted to do when I went in. And there were very few things that I didn't know. Right. You know, when I started that book that I discovered along the way. Um, and so I think that that is the only thing that made it possible for me to write a rough draft that quickly that actually had some shape to it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Right. But and you I do will know. be able yeah. to keep all of that, too. I I hope so all of it. Yep. I hope so. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think there's I think there's some scenes I need to add and there's some reworking of motivations and stuff like that. But I mean, the basic structure, I think, is there. So I think that that's pretty good. Um, But, uh, you know, I really I I, I think I got very lucky with this particular book, I would not recommend writing (laughs) 70,000 word book in like 30 days, unless that's your process. Some yeah. people can do it. You know, I bet Nora Roberts does that. I'll need to ask her. I'm going to ask her in February. When yeah. Remind me to ask her mm-hmm. because oh, I'm dying to know what her process is. Um, but I mean, she, you know, she writes a lot of books and they're good. Yeah, you know, But she does good. quite a few books in a year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, she probably does have something like that for her process. So if you're Nora, mm-hmm. you know, or somebody like Nora and it works for you, go for it. You know, yeah. if you can do it without sounding like I sound right now at the end of the month, <laughs> <laughs> like you've been beat up. And try By invisible wine. elves. <laughs> right. Um, you know, then, then that's great. But, you know, if it's not your usual process, I don't recommend it. Because right. I'm so tired. I'm right. so tired. I know. <laughs> I know. Let's sleep in tomorrow morning. Oh, yes.
2: <laughs> so how about you? Well, I finished Nano with 11,000 plus words. Yes. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. enough for my proposal. And that's right. what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, I started filling out a lot of my charts. <laughs> oh well because I got to the point where it's like you know I I need more plot so I need to actually right. organize it a little better so right mm-hmm. so I was at that stopping point because I really didn't have a lot of time ahead to do the plotting and the world building yes. for this book so but you I, pants I you
1: pantsed the 11,000 words I did which I mean you guys have no idea who <laughs> this woman was when I met her three years ago <laughs> you have no idea <laughs> for her to have pantsed 11,000 words is mm-hmm. huge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So everybody yeah. send Sam an email of congratulations because that is amazing. <laughs> you have no idea what it took for her to do that. And they were good, too. Those scenes were good. Oh, good. They were Thanks. good. It was fun. I love mm-hmm. the concept. I just I'm so, so impressed with that whole thing. Oh, thank I think you. it's fabulous. So. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. I, I like it. I, I really like uh, the story that I'm, I'm going to be so writing bad, for this. I'm so because it's so good. I can't wait until you write that one. <laughs> I'm dying for you to do that. It's so good.
2: <laughs> well, first I have to sell it.
1: Ah, I'll let whatever. you know. Yeah. Ah, details. Oh, minor detail. All right.
2: <laughs> uh, plus, I finished all my Christmas shopping <laughs> and yes, and mm. all the outside decorating because we all know you can never have too many lights. Apparently. We never not. have too many Christmas lights. so There yeah. you go. Well, that's well especially good. since we went up to visit my family and mm-hmm. drove up to my sister's house, and her whole front was all lit. Aww. And I turned to my husband and I said, We have to do our lights. He goes, <gasps> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> He's probably dreading that. I don't know. Don't notice. Know. Please don't let her notice. Please don't let her notice. <laughs> so, right. anyway, so I was pretty no. happy with that. Very cool. Well, mm-hmm. Good for you. Thank you. I got a tree up. <laughs> oh, good for you! You've you to see my tree, though. I need to take a picture of it. It's so sad. The cat keeps uh a... the cat keeps attacking it. Yeah. So, like last night. Well, first of all, it's an artificial tree. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I love a real tree. I love the smell of a real tree. I love everything about a real tree, except the pine cones, all, pine needles all over everything. And mm. I just can't, I can't deal with it this year. So we've got this, and plus it's also got the lights are like mm. built into the tree, oh, so cool. I don't have to like string the lights. <laughs> But it was really cheap. So it's sort of like, I say, okay, it's a step up from Charlie Brown's Christmas tree. You know what I'm saying? Like how that bear that was. But like there's all these like little holes in the spacing because it's this artificial tree that's just like just enough to fill it out, you know? (laughs) And so then we put, like, you know, last night I put all the little, you know, decorations all over it, and you know, Mm -hmm. with the girls, and then we watched the Shrek the Halls, you know, thing, um, which was the Shrek, uh, you know, Christmas special this year, and we got all excited about that, and then the cat. The cat, like, mm. literally climbs up into the middle of this little artificial mm-hmm. tree. And I woke up this morning. Last night I went to bed. It was all Christmassy and pretty. This morning, I w- I w- it looked like it had been hacked to death by <laughs> a bunch of blind sociopaths <laughs> with, like, a chainsaw. You know? It was just, it's, everything's all over the place. There's ornaments tossed all around the floor. I mean, the, like, little oh. wooden cranberries that we had all nicely laid around, they are like, hanging mm-hmm. off the side, just barely. I mean, it's so sad. <laughs> the saddest i'll take a picture it really is it's so terribly terribly sad oliver has actually you know how big oliver is
2: oh yes yeah he's actually knocked the whole tree over (laughs) before the whole tree but the funniest thing out of the tree well we have to screw it to the wall you actually have to like with with fish line yeah you have to attach it to the (laughs) tree into the wall so he doesn't knock it over because he's
1: a big heavy cat you know how do you keep do you keep him out of it no, I, he, mean, he no, I come there, home, and home and there's
2: ornaments on the ground. <laughs> okay, and there's, there's no way. Oh,
1: yeah, no. Well, but the funniest. The little spray bottle. You know, you get the water bottle yeah. and you spray them. Mm-hmm. You know, but the tree itself is loaded with electric. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spray the cats like, ah, you know. <laughs> just Not going to be good. <laughs> well, the funniest thing is mm-hmm.
2: that, he, that Oliver gets underneath the tree skirt. Oh, my gosh. And and he just, all you can see is his eyes sticking out. And he doesn't think that you can see this big
1: 17-pound oh. bump <laughs> under the tree skirt. That is adorable. He can thinks you, nobody can see You need to get a picture him. of that. You need to get a picture of that. That's going up on LOL Cats. I can has cheeseburger. I can has Christmas. He's <laughs> so cute. No one can seize me. No one oh, can yeah. seize me. <laughs> That is adorable. Oh, okay. All right. What were we talking about? I have no oh. idea. We're, we're doing a <laughs> random et cetera. Random I was going to get to it eventually. Let's <laughs> having fun talking about Christmas time. I know. That time of year. All right. Now it's time for this week's random et cetera, where we do whatever we feel like because it's our show. Tonight, mm-hmm. we're doing quotes from the internet. Yes. <laughs> this is a new random et cetera, where we Google a phrase to find out what people are saying about it. And then visit a lot of really bad websites that we weren't expecting to have to see. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> click on something that looks innocent. I
2: know. And then the
1: next thing you know. You got fifty <laughs> pop ups and Right. Yeah. Fifty pop-ups yeah. and just horrible, horrible things that you wish yeah. you'd never seen. Lots of body parts that and you Yeah. So yeah. anyway, we're we're risking the, you know, Google internet <laughs> for you. That's what we do. Um this week's random Google search phrase is Writers write because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't think that I would get a lot of hits when I did this. Right. And uh-huh. I got
2: like, I don't know, 50,000 hits. Uh-huh. I couldn't uh-huh. believe it. Mm-hmm. Now, 99% of them
1: mm-hmm. said
2: because, they, th- because writers have to. They have no choice. They're driven. Right. They can't not do it. Mm-hmm. They're compelled. They get a burning desire. They're tortured souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have to. It's the vein that feeds their very existence. If mm-hmm. they don't write, they become... De- Depressed and self-defacing and demoralized or whatever. Okay, so plus or minus 3%. 99% of them are like that. But the rest of them were pretty interesting.
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh. This is really sad. You want to do the first one? All right, I'll do the first one. They are making a bid for immortality. Because immortality works on bids. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, the thing is, I I never, you know, people say that, oh, your words will last forever. I'm like, I don't care. I'm not here. No, no they won't. My books have ever. a shelf
1: life of one month. <laughs> They're already getting sold out of the Dubuque Public Library, like 50 cents on the sidewalk. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Immortality. I'm going to outlive all of them. That's my. What- <laughs>
2: Yeah, so I got a kick out of that one. I'm like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> what writer did you talk to? Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the next one is, it's a convenient way to explain themselves to themselves. <laughs> oh my God. You know what? I could find easier
1: ways to explain myself to myself. <laughs> you know what? The only thing I have to explain to myself is why I'm still doing this. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, I they, love write, the next one. they write God. because of an unresolved trauma that festers inside of them. <laughs> <laughs> I can honestly say there's nothing festering on me right now. There's just I nothing hope inside not. or out. There's nothing. I don't I think so. Well, I mean, trauma. everybody's got a little something, you know. Everybody's well, yeah. got weird, everybody's you know, got stuff got in their head from their or... childhood. But yeah. I don't think that's why I write. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't think it's because of my mental damage. I think it causes some of my mental damage. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh,
2: the next one is they enjoy the process.
1: Okay. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I, I enjoy the process. I hate my process. It makes me oh. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the process. See, my process is different from the process. The process yeah. of writing just in general, mm-hmm. like sitting down and mm-hmm. writing and all that. That can be fun sometimes. Mm -hmm. it is fun but the actual process process process. yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's totally Mm -hmm. different yeah all right so uh the other one they have failed to do other things (laughs) like we can't do anything else except write. (laughs) okay you you know know what what? i mean the thing is like when you fail to do other things then Mm -hmm. you get a job like (laughs) you know i don't know (laughs) I don't know. When you fail to do other things. Like, you, you know, you get a minimum wage job or whatever and have an honest living. You yeah. know? <laughs> you get a real yeah. job where you do real work for real money <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of something like this.
2: <laughs> but we're both are professionals. We have... Yeah. Have had yeah. other jobs or have other jobs or yeah. whatever uh, you successful. know we both have college degrees right. it's like you know what we could do other things and i should and every you know. day i ask
1: myself why am i not doing other things <laughs> 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 oh, oh, man.
2: the next one is they find it challenging and they enjoy challenges
1: okay, okay that's yep. absolutely true
2: yes absolutely true uh-huh. i mm-hmm. will absolutely go with that
1: one right yep mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, they empathize with the human condition. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little dramatic. It I don't know if I'm dramatic. writing about the human condition. I write romance I novels. <laughs> I know. I write because it's just fun. It is. <laughs> <laughs> they empathize although i think you have to i think you have to empathize i think the human mm-hmm. condition is a little bit you know dramatic but right. um right. you know but i mean but it, i think you have to have a lot of empathy for what people go through in order to be able to write well absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. yep
2: uh the next one is they are weird and insecure ding
1: ding 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 <laughs> ding, 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 ding we have a winner. <laughs> Are are we weird and insecure and that's why we write? (laughs) Or are we we weird weird and insecure insecure because because we write? write. Mm. Right. Mm. I don't know. I think it's a little chicken and egg there. I'm not really sure which is which. Right, right. (laughs) And last but not least, it's an illness. (laughs) And there's another winner. (laughs) That's right. Writing is a a mental illness
2: you you get paid for.
1: If you're lucky. (laughs) If you're lucky. I feel so much better about what I've chosen to do with my life after this episode. And we're so respected, too. (laughs) (laughs) They're weird and insecure. We're weird and insecure. We're mentally ill. But you know, it explains a lot. It does. It does. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back.
0: Well, the show's almost over, and I'm sure you're really sad about that. But now you don't have to wait another week to hear from Sam and Lonnie, because we've got websites open 24-7 and ready when you are, morning, noon, or night. For Lonnie, be sure to stop by the newly redesigned com, where Lonnie's latest books and news will be regularly updated. (laughs) Right, Lonnie? Also, don't forget to drop by DogsAndGoddesses.com, where Lonnie is collaborating live on the web with New York Times bestsellers Jennifer Krusey, and Ann Stewart. It's like a reality show with writers, which is really much more interesting than it sounds. So check it out. For more information on Sam, click your way on over to samanthagraves.com for her latest news and giveaways. I think she's better about updating. Yeah, that's right. There are also links to her blog, her MySpace page, and the website for her alter ego, CJ Barry author of award-winning futuristic romances and don't forget to stop by at willwriteforwine.com for links to our joint myspace page our cafe press store and all the cool things we talk about during the show by the time you're done with all that we'll be back in a new podcast next week everybody plays and everybody wins
1: Well, it's the last call here at Will Right for Wine. Thanks Don't for hanging out it. with us. You're keep sending in those wine suggestions know. to us at feedback at willrightforwine.com or in the comments on the website. Send good wine suggestions to Sam. Me. Send cheap wine suggestions to me, Lonnie. <laughs> and before we go any further, and before I forget,
2: I wanted yes. to add that Christina in the U.K. just won Nano. So yay, yay Christina. Yay. Trying to keep up with the emails while we're doing the podcast. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> we are multitasking. <laughs> and also don't miss our cool cafe press store where you can get all sorts of fun will write for wine merchandise Mm -hmm. the link can be found on the right hand column of the website at WillWriteForWine.com.
1: and please vote for us at podcast alley your votes count new every month so if you voted in october you can vote again now and if you wait a few hours it's going to be december 1st and you can vote then and get us in the top 10 again it'll be really cool (laughs) um and you can always review us at itunes no matter what time of month it is (laughs) Also, don't forget about our will Write for Wine forums, which are rockin'. The link can be found in the right-hand column of the website under Other Pages. Right. Next week's show will be on craft structure. Right and mm. everything I know about structure I learned in the last 8 months so expected to be an exercise <laughs> in revelation for everyone including your hosts. Absolutely. And fingers crossed Lonnie and I will be doing a show
2: in the same room. Yay! Yay. That's right. The plan is for me to go to her house, and make cookies, and watch movies, and drink wine, and do the podcast. Yes. Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> So until next time, this is Sam. And this is Lonnie saying if you can't write for money, then write for wine. Yay! (laughs) Bye! Bye!
0: (laughs) will write for wine is brought to you each week by Lonnie Diane rich and Samantha Graves be sure to hit the website at willright where you can find great links to everything in the show news about what the girls are up to and links to great cafe press merchandise like t-shirts hats and mugs I like the apron itself also don't forget to friend them on myspace at myspace.com slash will write for wine music provided by the good folks at the podsafe music Network music, And if you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and go vote for Lonnie and Sam at Podcast Alley. Or write a glowing review at iTunes. Remember, there's good karma out there. Vote for them at Podcast Alley. Come back next time as Johnny Depp's soulmate, or perhaps Colin Firth. Mmm, ring any bells? Or you know the the soulmate, whoever does it for you. You get the point. Anyway, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time right here on Will Write for Wine.
1: Down on my caffeine consumption. So when I get up, I just have one cup of coffee and I like to have another cup of coffee with my breakfast. And on the way to work, I like to get a cup of coffee.